0: On this episode, we're going to talk to the number one real estate agent in the world for his brokerage a couple of years ago, Jeff Cohn. He did it with Berkshire Hathaway, and he's sharing with us how he did it and why he believes that you can do the same thing and be the best in the world. You just have to think differently. The
1: Massive Agent Podcast.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 130 of the Massive Agent Podcast. One hell of a show today with one hell of a guest. Jeff Cohn was the number one real estate agent. He ran the number one real estate team in the world for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. He is now with Keller Williams as of a year or so ago. But uh, in 2018, his team was the number one team in the world. And we've got him on the show today to tell you how he went from getting in the business as a solo agent to all of a sudden being number one in the world. Pretty incredible. And what's even better is he believes that this is possible for any of you to do. It requires different thinking, obviously. You have to uh, put some systems in place and, uh, and approach your days and approach the business differently. It's, it's funny at a certain point, he talks about how he te- he now teaches agents to not sell homes. That, that's his goal is to teach you to not sell homes, but to make a crap load of money by building a, a real estate business. You guys that have been listening to me for a while know that I'm obsessed with, with recurring income. I'm obsessed with building a business that, that will let an agent get off the hamster wheel so that you don't have to keep selling and over and over. Cause let's be honest, guys, if you are a solo agent and you sell homes and commission is your only income, you, you look, you control it, but you have your own job. It's a, that's a job. That's not a business because what happens if you take a month off? Well, the business stops because it's not a business, it's a job. So you have to keep going. Every time you sell a home, you're unemployed again. And then you have to go get hired again and, and start the process. So he teaches agents how to stop selling homes and to sell no homes anymore themselves, but to build a team that does. And he's the best in the world at it. So we have Jeff Cohn, host of the Team Building Podcast, and he is now the CEO and founder of KW Elite in Omaha, Nebraska. And one hell of an interview, super fun. Take notes on this interview, guys. Take notes. He runs through some math, basic stuff that we as realtors should be able to grasp on. It's going to get you thinking differently about your business. Uh one of our most popular episodes ever was episode was eighty 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 seven with Grant Wise. And it was so popular because he laid out a different way of of running some numbers on your business to see if you're profitable and to help you look at lead generation and talking to people in a different way. And he laid it out perfectly. Jeff Cohn just 10x it. Th- this interview will blow your mind. If you just do the, the, these easy calculations and start looking at your business the way he does, he will show you how to scale dramatically to eventually, potentially, becoming the, the number one agent or the number one team in the world because he's done it. He knows what he's talking about. Super entertaining and enlightening interview. So I'm excited for that. If Welcome, guys. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am a realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Podcast Network, Real Estate and Mortgage Industries' first and only podcast network. Uh, I am a national speaker on all things real estate marketing, podcasting, and lead generation. I write a, a column for Housing Wire, and I am the founder of... And head coach, if you will, of the Massive Agent Society lead gen training program. Um, you can, that program is one agent per market. Many markets are sold out around the country, but you might be surprised that yours is not. To see if your market is even available to join the program and claim it for yourself exclusively, go to MassiveAgentSociety.com. And a side note, my exp agents who are part of my team get access for free so if that's something that you have been thinking about or leaning towards there's a way to get access for free um is be part of my exp organization because if you're part of my team I want you to succeed and I'm going to give you every possible resource that I that I possibly can I think I said possibly too many times I'll give you everything I've got I want to give it to you I want no friction between you and I I want you to have all the support you you Could ever want or need to sell a bunch more homes. That is what's so great about being uh, being partners with me and our EXP group. It is uh, well, we're having a lot of fun and growing like crazy. Uh, Before we start, two matters of business here. Thank you so much for the reviews. We are up to uh, as of the time I'm recording this, 189 guys. We need 11 more reviews on iTunes. Why do I keep calling it iTunes? It's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. The little the purple. Podcast player that most people use on their iPhone or Apple CarPlay or their watch or whatever. So, if you would, if you have not yet, please go write a review for us, five stars ideally, and just a sentence or two about what you like about the show. We'd appreciate it so much. We've got to break 200 reviews this week. uh, So, gunning for that. If you've received any value from this show at all, if you've learned something that's helped you, if you've implemented anything you've heard here, I ask you, please. Return the favor, write a review, and share this podcast with your friends in the industry. Don't keep it a secret. Any episode that you really like, please share it with other agents in your brokerage or your team or in a, a Facebook group for agents, post it in your story, whatever. Help us spread the word. And lastly, before we get into the freaking amazing interview with Jeff Cohn, um, whenever I come across something cool that I like, even if it's not real estate related, I want to share it with you guys. So if you follow me on Instagram at massive agent, you freaking should. And if you do, you should probably watch the stories. I told you yesterday, well, when you hear this, it'll be a few days ago about a free email newsletter that I get every day. Um, I guess over a million people get this newsletter, but it's for entrepreneurs and, and anyone interested in the business world. It's called the hustle and it's completely and totally free. I love scrolling to the end of the email first because they have a bunch of snippets, they call them, which is 10 short, easy to, to digest headlines um, to kind of tell you what's going on in the business and business world, the startup world, Silicon Valley, Wall Street, all that. And then they, they have the important news of the day in a very entertaining way. They kind of do the cliffs notes of it. They break it down, what you need to know. Guys, I look forward to reading The Hustle every morning and I highly recommend you check it out as well. Totally free. like It's totally free. So to make it easy on you, go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash hustle, massiveagentpodcast.com slash hustle. Throw your email in there. Um, it's free. Did I mention it's free, by the way? Cost you nothing ever. And then make sure, because I, I when I said this on my Instagram story the other day, I had a few people that are like, why didn't I get the newsletter? You have to confirm first. They're going to send you an email first that you have to confirm. It's called a double opt-in. Um, you confirm. So look, if you sign up for it at massiveagentpodcast.com slash hustle, check your inbox, confirm the first email they send you. And if you don't see it, check your junk filter or whatever. And, uh, and then you'll start getting a newsletter every morning. It is awesome guys. It's the only email newsletter that I look forward to every day. And I read it in its entirety every morning. It's awesome. Go get it. Totally free. Okay. Um, Let's talk to Jeff Cohn, CEO and founder of KW Elite and Elite Real Estate Systems. This guy has so much energy. I think it's safe to say that he ripped, well, you don't know this yet, but by the time you finish listening, your face will have been ripped the hell off. He did such an awesome job brought so much energy and really changed the way I looked at a few things. And I know he's going to change your perspective as well. It showed me that any one, any one of us can build a massive, like selling a thousand homes a year, real estate business, if we choose to. And you'll also hear how he doesn't just sell homes. Like it's not just a real estate team. He has 15 other companies that he runs and he'll tell you how he does it and he doesn't work a whole lot. It's not like he's working 20 hours a day. Such a cool story. Take notes. And I want you to understand Jeff is no different than us. He just did things differently. What does that mean? Well, that's awesome. Because if we do things differently, we follow the roadmap he lays out, we can have similar results. So let's get into it now with Jeff Cohn from KW Elite and founder of Elite Real Estate Systems, the and also host of the Team Building Podcast. What's up, guys? I'm here with Jeff Cohn, CEO of KW Elite and Elite Real Estate Systems. Jeff, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast, my friend. Hey, what's going on? Just hanging out, just uh, enjoying a nice, nice Monday in Utah, 80 degrees, no Love humidity. It. Is it humid in Omaha? Yep, yeah, we're at 175% humidity. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I remember the oh, first time ever, I was traveling across the country with my family on a some crazy road trip back when I was 10, and I experienced humidity for the first time, literally the first time ever, and I got out of the car in Salina, Kansas, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, it felt like I just got out of the shower, um, mm-hmm. and I'd never experienced that before, and I'll never forget it. It was crazy.
1: Well, I would say a majority of people get to experience humidity, but I do know I've lived in Utah and Idaho. Uh, it's really nice. It, it is. It is. Can't complain. Arizona. Mm.
0: So Jeff, I'm, I'm stoked to talk to you cause you've, you've sold a few homes in your career. You've, you've done a few things at a very high level. And I wanted to talk about those things today and also your path to them. So anyone who does not know Jeff Cohn does not know that you were the number one real estate team at Berkshire Hathaway um, over the last year, year or two, um, you know, you, you, You've certainly built a very successful business and multiple successful businesses, but how did you start out? When did you become a realtor? What were you doing before then? Give us the, give us the start. Yeah. Uh, selling candy bars. Okay. Five years old,
1: kindergarten. My sister was in fourth grade and my brother was in sixth grade. And at the time, all the elementary classes were sixth grade and down. And there was a contest at school, whoever sold the most candy bars for a fundraiser, Would receive the Nintendo 32-bit. So this is 1987. What do you think? A five-year-old, little fat kid, like the kid on Up with the shaved head. My head—it's all gone. Always been gone.
0: All I wanted in the world.
1: I said, Dad, I'll do whatever you want. What do we need to do? So my dad went and bought ten cases of candy bars. Tried selling them at work, but no one would buy them because everyone was cheap. And so he said, Let's go to a grocery store. He got permission to go to a local grocery store and put me on a little chair in front of the doors, just like you see today, Boy Scouts selling stuff. But I'm much pushier than most of those Boy Scouts. And we sold out in two days, all of the 10 cases of candy bars, still not knowing if we'd win. And the principal announced the next week that Jeff Cohn had won the Nintendo. So you can imagine how all the sixth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade, third grade, second grade, and first graders felt about my success and nothing's changed ever since. So my dad helped me download this idea that if I work harder than everyone else and I work smarter than everybody else, I can be more successful than everybody else. And in a lot of areas, I have been able to achieve that at a high level. And of course, it's never just me. Um, It's learning. Like if my dad hadn't been there, I never would have learned that lesson. And so it's just been a, I guess, an overall formula throughout my life of learning from others and implementing the things that I thought would work in my world and then taking out the things that I didn't think would be effective.
0: Did you have any jobs or careers before you became an agent as as an adult? Yeah. So when
1: I got into real estate, it's funny, everyone in my office, I had an undergrad degree in business, lived in Brazil for two years on a Mormon missions trip. Um, It was 2006 when I got licensed and everyone said, what'd you do before this? And I said, college? Because like normal careers, you think you graduate college, you start your career, and everyone would say, how was college? No one asked that. Everyone said, what'd you do before this? And I'm like, like uh, I didn't do any other jobs. But yes, I did because I'm a serial entrepreneur. I own a ton of businesses that I own and operated. So I sold sunglasses and when, uh, when I was 14 and 15 years old, uh, making around $5,000 a weekend. I'd set up eight or nine sunglass stands, and then have all my friends man the, the sunglass stands for me, and then I would be in charge of product, uh, money. Built, you know, setting the tents up, taking the tents down. Um, I've done a lot of different blue collar jobs from sprinkler system installation to um, cement, literally rolling wheelbarrows of cement for one of my uncle's businesses. To in college, I owned a company called Spring Cleaning. We would clean out people's garages, power wash garages, power wash the outside of houses, clean windows. I never did any of the physical labor. I knew how to do all of it, but because I, I had done it on my own properties and when I was younger, but I, I used other people to do all of that, I just did the sales.
0: Unbelievable. Um, so you could have done anything. You you literally could have done anything with your entrepreneurial skills that that you um, you know had in you from you know five years old, if not earlier. But why real estate? At what point did you decide, hey, yeah. I'm going to get into the real estate space?
1: Yeah. So there were ten industries that I literally put on a list when I was 18 years old and said, and I know that when I graduate college, I'm going into one of these ten. And the list is interesting. Um, Helping my brother start his law firm was one. Being a doctor was one because I knew the income. Selling medical supplies, which is what I almost ended up doing. But real estate was on the list. And it was on the list because my mother and my uncle had sold real estate ever since I was a little kid. My mom was the administrative assistant to my uncle, who happened to be the number one agent in Omaha back in the 90s. And so I watched him and the way his family was and all the money he generated and thought, man, that'd be a pretty good gig but I had no idea what it was all about, right? From the day to day. So what I did, one of the patterns that's helped me to be successful is in college, I interviewed 20 of the most influential people that I knew that lived in Omaha, Nebraska, that were close to retiring or had already retired and asked them hundreds of questions over a lunch, like a 90 minute, I would call them informational interviews and I'd buy them a $15 lunch and I'd ask them about their career. Why did you choose this path? Why, what did you wish you had done differently? If you were me, what would you do? And everyone said, do not work for anyone. Do not work for a company. Go out on your own. And at the time, I was being, um, kind of, I was interested in the, the, what you would call golden handcuffs, like your benefits, right? Your 401k Mm -hmm. matching plans and your health insurance and all these things. And I didn't realize that you can buy all that stuff for less than 20 grand a year. And in real estate, that's an extra four sales. And in any sales job, it's an extra X amount of sales. So they don't really pay for that. They tell you that's a giant American lie. No corporation gives you any benefits. You're buying your own benefits, the same way you're building your own roads and, you know, empowering your own police force and soldiers. Like we pay for all of that through taxes. None of that stuff's free. Yes. Yes. So um, out of all those interviews, I learned I should get into real estate. And then when I decided to start in real estate in 2006, it was in November, 2007 when it was my first year. I did the exact same thing with all the local real estate agents. So I took the top 20 agents out to lunch over the course of three months and said, if you could do your career again, what would you do differently? And the advice everyone gave me was buy houses. That's it. No one taught me how to sell real estate. Everyone just said, I wish I had bought more houses. So right away, I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to have to build an investment arm, but I have no money. I'm $50,000 in debt. I live in a studio apartment. I just had a brand new baby and just got married and I'm 22 years old. So I hit the phones. My first year, I grind 80 hours a week. Didn't work Sundays, never have, never will. But I worked Monday through Saturday. Like, it ain't nobody's business. I could work around anyone, circles around anyone. I answered my phone every time someone called, texted, emailed. I was on it because I was in survival. If I didn't succeed, my biggest my biggest risk was that one day I'd have to file bankruptcy and move into the basement of my parents' house, which was my plan. I did everything on credit cards until my business took off. And my first year, I sold 50 houses, made $96,000 net, and was the number one agent in my city as far as a new agent's concerned. I was the rookie of the year.
0: So, what did you do in that first year? I mean, obviously, it, by the way, you interviewing those who are already successful at such a young age, at such a uh, you know right at the start of your career is is genius like it's amazing how just being intimidated by getting into a field prevents 99.9% of people from even thinking of yeah. doing that but you did it so what did you learn in those from those meetings that helped you sell 50 homes your first year uh, and 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 then i want to get into what you've learned since okay. So the interesting thing, and I won't get on a
1: tangent, I get goosebumps just talking about this right now, is why through all of my education, which was kindergarten, graduated high school, had four years of college, why did a real estate agent, I took real estate courses, no real estate agent came and talked to us, no entrepreneur came and talked to us, I took an entrepreneurial class at our university, and no entrepreneur who was successful ever came and spoke to us. People don't build these opportunities, you have to go out and take them on your own. So don't think it's your broker's job or your parents job or your friend's job. It's your job to find people you want to be like when you grow up. And surprisingly, the thing that was so astonishing to me, the formula is simple go learn from someone else that's already done it. But I didn't know people would be so open. When I reached out to people I'm like, hey, I'm a nobody who just got their license. I need help who's willing to help. And these people now, I went golfing with a friend of mine named Aaron Horn, the real estate man in Omaha. He told me last year, I was golfing with him at this private country club. He said, Jeff, I have to tell you something. I go, what? And he said, 13 years ago, I was, he was one of the 20. He said, 13 years ago, when you brought me to that meeting and you were asking me all those questions, you told me within 10 years, you'd be the number one agent in the state of Nebraska. And I just had to laugh to myself when you said it because you were just this cocky, young, arrogant kid. I did that in year seven. I was the number one agent in Nebraska year seven. We have been number one for the last seven years. But the mentality of a person that says, I want to be the best, it's like the Michael Jordan if you've watched The the Last Dance. If you program yourself to make 75 grand a year, you'll probably make 75 grand a year in 15 years from now. But what if you program yourself to make 500? What if you program yourself to make 5 million? And people laugh to themselves, oh, that's not possible. Well, where I'm at today, I never in a billion years thought it would be possible. I have journals Um, that I used to keep when I was on my mission trip, I wrote in a journal every day for two years and I've gone back and reread. And I talk about what I think one day, if things go as planned, what kind of income I could generate. And right now I'm making about 30 times that. Wow. And this is 13 years, you know, 15 years later, this isn't like 40 years later. So that's, what's so crazy is how fast it can happen. And I would attribute, you asked kind of the follow up. Most people I met with had no idea what made them successful. They just knew that they were consistent with the small and simple things over long periods of time. The cliche, treat people right, follow the golden rule, um, answer your phone, check your emails, all the simple stuff. The truth is people that are successful have created a system um, that helps them make more money in less time with less energy and then they plug other people into the system. So my war cry, why I started our coaching company, it happened organically. Um, The reason we started is we wanted to teach real estate agents to stop selling real estate. And focus on building a business where they can choose if they want to be an active component of that business by servicing buyers and sellers or get to a point where they choose to not sell a single house, which is where I've been since 2014. Because to me, living the dream and being a rock star are two separate things. Rock stars play on stages till the day they die. People that are dreamers that actually live their dream hopefully are sitting on a boat in the Caribbean while somebody else is working across the country to sell property. And then eventually they get to be on that boat with you have a path that I now can plug people into that help them be the best versions of themselves so that they can one day choose to not sell if they don't want to. And that's the path we take people through, through our coaching company, EliteRealEstateSystems.com.
0: Teaching people to not sell homes. I love it.
1: Um, Our goal is teaching audiences to not sell. Brokers will hire me to speak. And I start off by saying, my goal is to teach you guys to never sell another house.
0: uh, You're welcome,
1: broker who invited me to come speak
0: today. I love this so much. Like I love, I'm obsessed with creating a business, not selling more individual homes. Like you and I spoke um, the last time we spoke, we were talking about how there's so much of our industry is just obsessed with the number of home sales in a year. Like, like that's what matters. And for me, it's revenue. Like I want to make some money, right? I want to support my family and build something that continues paying me long term. Yeah. That's what I care about. But how did you arrive there, Jeff? Like, did you know that from their first year as an agent or did you, like, what did that look like? Because it took me seven years of being an agent before I I finally saw the path um, ahead of me. So there's this expression and I'll use it because I'm in Nebraska
1: and people can laugh, but you've heard of big at no cattle. Yes. So there's these teams with big numbers, no revenue. Yes, And what that means is people buy numbers for ego, but they don't, they don't have a business. And most teams and even people listening that want to have a team, you might even have a team or a brokerage, take your own personal sales out of your profit and now tell me if you're profitable. I'd say 95% of the people we coach, if they take their own sales out, their company's not profitable. So then the ask to the ask them is, well, then why have a company? Why have a team? Well, then they'd say, well, because, you know, I have a team, I now can create this other ancillary business, or I have this other strategic opportunity. There there does make, it does make sense at times. But if the goal, in my opinion, isn't to one day have the ability to exit or at least half retire. So like you work Mondays and Fridays and you have other people doing it. To me, I don't see a point. I would just start a Navy SEAL team where you're the one servicing until the end. And you don't bring a bunch of people in because it's hard to run a team. It's, you know, it's not something that's easy to do. A lot of people try it and then they say, oh, teams don't work. Teams work as long as you know how to work the team and most people don't. And that's why our coaching company popped up and our whole podcast is focused on teams. We don't talk about how to sell real estate. We talk about how to stop selling real estate.
0: Yes. Uh, I, I could not love this topic anymore. And, and so you've been living that. You've been moving in that direction for a long time and, and teaching other team leaders and, you know, aspiring real estate entrepreneurs to do the same. Um yeah. Let me, let me answer, answer your other question because I dodged sure, it for a second, sure. Dustin. I no lost worries. track. So
1: um, specific to um, the delineation of how the time is spent, there was something about, what was the initial question?
0: Uh, when did you first realize that, <clears throat> excuse oh, me? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: The bigger picture. Yes.
0: Yeah. How, how did you cat, arrive on okay, that? analogy threw
1: me off. So yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I recognized was I was working eight hour weeks and I was paying somebody $25 an hour to mow my lawn. And I was asking myself, does it make sense for me to pay someone to mow the lawn? Well, working 80-hour weeks, making hundred grand a year, I was literally worth $25 an hour. So mm-hmm. you can take your net and look at how many hours you work a week if you've been tracking it, which I did in an Excel spreadsheet ever since the day I started. I have tons of analytics, which I can talk about on the podcast today that I think will be helpful for your listeners. So I knew I was worth 25 bucks an hour. So pretty much any other task that I was going to choose to do that would cost me less than 25 an hour to hire out, I hired it out admin position was the first position I hired in 2008. And I paid someone $15 an hour because I knew if I used my time, I could go out and make 25 an hour, but hopefully over time and being in the industry a long time, I could make more and more and more. And I'm up to over $500 an hour and I work 20 hours a week. So do the math on that it's pretty amazing how little I can work and how much money I can make because of all the synergistic businesses that I've been able to build that are able to feed one another. And we can talk about that towards the end of the podcast. So what I would recommend for anyone listening is that you create what I call clarity in your business. You know exactly how many calls it takes to get a contact, how many contacts it takes to go on an appointment, how many appointments you have to go on to get an executed contract, and then how much you make on average on an executed contract. And what we've learned over nine years of analytics, tens of thousands of outbound calls, three million visitors to our website. We know that it takes five calls to get a contact, 10, and these are talk to a decision maker, 10 decision maker conversations, get one to accept an appointment where you share a buyer pres or a listing pres, Uh, three listing pres or buyer pres, so three appointments to get one sale, which breaks down to 150 call attempts for one sale. And we know on average, it's $6,000 in our market per sale. So I started generating leads for agents and I knew it cost me, a dollar every time someone visited the website, $10 to generate a lead, and we closed at a 2% conversion ratio. We've closed over 2,400 inter, uh, internet leads in the last nine years. And we've done over 5,000 transactions for a billion dollars. So about half our deals were from the internet. We know exactly how all these numbers break down. Well, I knew I'd pay 500 bucks. Essentially, was my net cost to have an agent close a deal, and I charged them a 50% referral fee. So going back to my clarity, I knew that if I gave an agent 50 leads... They'd close one deal and they'd be pay me a $3,000 referral fee on that one sale that made them three grand. And I take my three grand less the 500. I make 2,500 on my 500. That's a 5x return. So now my bottleneck becomes how many leads can I generate? But I was wrong in that assumption. The bottleneck is how many agents can I find that are willing to work the leads at a 2% conversion ratio? Most agents don't want to put in the time, energy, and effort necessary to convert those internet leads to 2%. Most agents get in the business because they want to be in club real estate where they sit back and drink coffee and talk to agents and just have fun. They don't want to actually go out and work because they're not doing it as a career because their significant other makes more money than they do. And so they can just (laughs) sit back and be lazy. And everyone will be offended when they hear me say it. And I'm glad you're offended because hopefully it speaks to your heart and you decide to do something different. If you don't do anything different, your results at the end of this year will probably be worse than the results even last year because now you're using.
0: COVID as an excuse not to be successful. I hope they're offended too, because <laughs> <laughs> I hope I offended someone with that. Yeah. I mean, this is a toe stepping podcast. We step on toes, but it's out of love. Yeah, exactly. And I know that your comment was as well. Of course. See, I honestly think that most agents, they don't think about what's happening. They've never, they've never taken the time to do the math that you just laid out for us. And, and I would even take it a step further. Like I was, um, I was talking to this, this company this morning that has figured out how to show agents that like, and they just do very simple math. Like you laid out how much every social media post is worth, mm, like for, for every lead you get from your social media efforts across all platforms, like how many posts did you make to get one? What does that, you know, yeah. how much income do you get? And I'll then like, every time you post, you're like, Oh, I'm making another 20 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever but they don't do that. I didn't do any of that stuff. The first the vast majority of my career I was just it was just one transaction after another throwing spaghetti against the wall yeah. to see what stuck. Yeah. And the problem is some of it does stick and you start to have some success in air quotes for you guys who can't see me and you're like okay well I'm I'm selling some homes so this must be working. What would you say to those people that, that think yeah. that, that they're, they're being successful? My question is, were you the one that serviced it or did someone
1: else? Because mm. a business will run without you, a job you're necessary. Yes. So that's yes. the big delineation. So if you have a successful real estate business, you should be able to go to Hawaii for six weeks and agents should be able to still continue selling real estate like I just did during all of COVID. And my right. company can, probably runs better than it did when I was here. And if you have to be necessary, then that's just a job and you're choosing to have a job inside your business. And that's okay. When people say, I have a real estate business and I'll say, well, what percentage of the sales are from you? And they say 57%. Well, then that's your job. 57 percent of the deals that are going to your company are coming from your job. If you take yourself out, it's not profitable. It's not a profitable business. It is a business. You're an independent contractor. You're just not running a profitable business. So that's what I would say to that person. So back to my clarity comment, Dustin, I want to get into the one final thought. Yes, there's a book out there called the dream manager. And in the dream manager, it talks about organizations and the necessity that it's not our job to define what people should do with the income and how much income someone should generate. It's our job to help lead people to their dream. And we don't know what their dream is, and it's not our job to tell them what their dream is. So our job, my responsibility now, my, the onus on me across all the businesses I own, I have about 15 companies, is to help each person in the business, admin, agents, independent contractors, et cetera, define the life they want to live. And then have the ability to define what kind of income they think they need to generate in the next 12 months and over the next five years to live and lead the life their, their lifestyle. And so then we reverse engineer how many calls they need to make. So I know it takes 150 calls to sell one house. So I know in Omaha based on our average sales price of 220,000 and the average commission payout of 3%, that an agent needs to do about 36 transactions to make $100,000 a year. So if your dream board that I make I require you to create to be in my organization shows that you're going to need to be generating like 200 grand a year, then we're going to take 36 times 2, we're going to be at about, you know, 75 transactions in a year for you to be 200,000 a year. And now I'm going to do the 150 call attempts equals one sale. All I do is take the 75 transactions times 150. And then I divide that by 52 weeks or 50 weeks if you know you're going to take a two week trip to Lake Powell. And so after doing that math, now we're sitting at about 210 call attempts a week is what you would need to make on a weekly basis to be able to hit your sales goals. And that's not hard. We use Mojo Dialer. It integrates into our CRM, which we're running Boomtown still right now and we can make a hundred calls an hour. So most of my agents make 700, or $75,000 to $125,000 a year, making about two hours of prospecting calls a week. Agents that I know that make a million dollars a year, and I know a handful, they're prospecting four hours a day. So when someone tells me it's a bad market and the real estate market's off and they can't find investment properties to invest in, they can't find good agents to recruit, they can't find houses to list, I ask them if they're they're prospecting 20 hours a week. And that's exactly what I did to make a name for myself and be successful my first year. And I never, zero, ever, never, ever find anyone that spends 20 hours a week. And anyone that's listening to the podcast, you can DM me at at Jeff M. Cohn, J-E-F-F-M-C-O-H-N. I might have a gift for you if you're making more than 20 hours a week. But if you are, you have to prove it to me in some type of a system where you've been tracking it for the last three months. Most people will say they're doing X, Y, Z, but when you ask them for proof, they don't have proof. So how did I prove this? And how have I tracked everything? Google Analytics has tracked all the visits to my site, which has been 3 million visitors in the last nine years. My site's kwelite.com. I've generated over 100,000 registered leads that are all registered by paid ads, and I've generated 300 leads through organic. So in my database today, I have 400,000 leads. Today, we generate 2,000 leads a month. So, when you're thinking about being an individual to now where we're at, I have 50 agents generating 2,000 leads a month, and each agent gets 50 leads a month, every agent inside of my organization. So, um, most people, when I say how much you prospect, they don't know the number. I tracked this personally back starting in 2007 in an Excel spreadsheet. That just grew over time and grew over time and grew over time until the point where I thought it was um, worth my time to invest in a third party company to track everything for me. And I literally invested not only by paying a subscription, but now by owning a little percentage of a company called Sisu, Mm S-I-S-U dot C-O. I know, Dustin, you and I are both friends with the founder of Sisu, Brian Charlesworth. It's an amazing company for 30 bucks a month it will track everything. All of your calls, contact, it'll track if you did yoga, it'll track if you meditated, it'll track every single thing about your life that you want to track. But the best part is it'll um, it'll give you a, a leaderboard. So if you're in a group and you're having competitions, you can see where you rank. It'll also create gamification where you can give points so people can like score higher than other people. Um, but it'll also track your pending income. So if you have eight deals in the, in the pipeline. It'll show you how much income you have if you close out all your pendings. It'll show you how much you made on your clothes. It will track last year versus this year. This wasn't meant to be a commercial. It's meant to help empower you to control your business. If you don't have something that's tracking your numbers, you're not running a business. You're playing defense. You have a job and you're never going to get out of it.
0: A thousand percent. And <clears throat> it, so I'm glad that you mentioned Sisu. They are, I mean, the excuse is taken away that, that, well, I don't, I don't know how to track this stuff. Sure. I know that Jeff, you tell me to do it, but I don't know how, I don't know where, well, there's tools out there, uh, to do it for you. And if you have to use a fricking Excel spreads spreadsheet, do that, but you, you are very thoughtful about your business and you break it down in such a simple way. And, and when you do that, now, you know, where to improve and where to focus time and effort to make improvements, uh, or to make tweaks. But the vast majority of agents most people listening unfortunately they just it. most of you listening
1: aren't doing it you probably stopped listening already because sometimes (laughs) when you share with people the pathway to greatness there's so much work involved that people turn around and walk away they don't want to do it so everybody wants the results of what you get after putting in all of your energy effort time blood sweat and tears but nobody wants to go through it and i'll speak if i knew what i had to go through to get to where i am today Even though I know all the benefits, I don't know that I would have gone through it again. When Mm. I look back at the days, the tireless hours, the things I've missed, that my children growing up, I didn't see a lot of things up until about five years ago when I quit my job of selling and focused more on stepping out of the business. My goal was to not work and just get to spend my time with my family. Now I'm getting a lot more of that. Not, of course, as much as I would like, but I'm getting better at that. And I'm a serial entrepreneur. I love what I do. I love work. I choose to be on this podcast as an example. I'm doing a lot of things now where I just do it because I love to do it, not because I have to do it. And that's what an entrepreneur gets to build inside their world. Um, I heard a really cool thing at church uh, a couple months ago. I was talking about everyone. Most people have heard the biblical story about the Good Samaritan. If you haven't, it's about a gentleman who's on a horse going down the street and there's someone on the ground and they're they're hurt. And they choose to go and help this person. But someone I had heard speak about this talked about how the Good Samaritan was able to do it because he had created space in his world. A, he had the time and B, he had the money to help that person. And I can't tell you how many people I have hired. I've hired hundreds of agents and staff members who have said, one of my reasons, because I'll always ask, why do you wanna make X? How much do you wanna make? What are your dreams? And then why do you wanna make that much money? People always say, because I wanna give money to other people, I wanna do good, I wanna help people. And I'm like, you don't need to make money to do that. You could be doing that right now. So then I'll always ask, well, what are you doing right now? Well, nothing. Because people make the excuse that I will do it later when, when I have a podcast station in my basement, when I have a VR room, when I'm at a better brokerage, when I have a better spouse, when I have a better body, when my hair grows back... We make all these excuses that we can't be successful until certain things happen as BS. Everyone can be successful. Now you have to make the decision to do small and simple things over long periods of time, track the numbers, and that will paint a picture as to what helps you make more money in less time with less energy and what doesn't. So in my organization, my question is always, does my organization help you make more money, less time, less energy to help you hit your goal? And if it doesn't, you should go somewhere else. You should join a different team, or maybe you should leave real estate altogether. But what I'm able to show them by tracking everything in CSU and see. So when you guys can do this in Excel or on a whiteboard, it doesn't matter. Get some graph paper out and keep your numbers. What I can show somebody at the end of the year when they've done 27 transactions, seven transactions or 200 transactions, I can show them where all their deals came from, how much time they spent on each transaction, how much money they spent to generate the lead from each transaction. And it will be a business conversation. I'll be able to help help them have to know next year and 12 months from today, where should we put more time, focus, money, energy, attention so they can make more money and less time with less energy. The traditional broker doesn't solve this problem. The traditional broker says, go out and make your calls, knock doors, do open houses. Good luck, kid. That's not going to cut it. We have to help the people in our organizations, if they're teams, brokers, et cetera, be, them, be the become and be the best versions of themselves. And that's where dream manager kind of speaks to all of these ideologies. And that is that the, the gentleman that is showcased in the book, Dream Manager, he has a company that does janitorial work and he has 750 employees and he literally hires a professional wealth management person to, and then it becomes multiple people to work inside of his office to help people that are working as janitors get out of the rat race of being a janitor and one day own their own businesses. Some of them start painting companies. Some of them get corporate jobs. But his goal is to make his company a stepping stone so people can actually break out of that lifestyle and get a college education, own a house, and do all these amazing things. And so next level, that's how I want to be. I want to help people become a better version than what their parents were. And to me, I think that's our responsibility is to give our children an experience that's better than the experience our parents gave to us. And if my organization can help solve that, then to me, I can lay down at night, my last my last night on this earth, and when I ask myself, am I happy with what I left my legacy the answer has to be yes, if I leave the world a better place. And I think so often we lay down in that going, I don't know what my life is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my next thing's going to be. And I guarantee if your focus is helping people be the best version of themselves, you're never gonna
0: lose, even if financially you lose. See, you're, you're obviously having fun too. Like it, there, this is such an amazing industry. You can do so many different things in different ways and have a blast doing it. And I see so many that are just on that that freaking hamster wheel. They close one transaction and they're unemployed. They've got to yeah. start again and do it again and over and over and over. Can and I tell I- my story, Dustin? Please.
1: So we talked about I sold. I sold fifty my first year. For the next six years, I sold full time, eighty hours grind every year. Bam, bam, bam. I went from hundred, you know, ninety six thousand to making over three hundred and about three hundred um, and fifty thousand net in two thousand eleven, and. I was checking out at a home improvement store and I asked a young looking gentleman, maybe in his early 20s, how he was doing. And he said, I'm living the dream. And I'm like, dude, you're making $10 an hour checking me out at a home improvement store and you're using that sentence. But his reality was that he was living the dream and I was not, certainly not living the dream, working 80 hour weeks, dealing with sellers and buyers, which is the worst job in the world. Real estate's horrible. When people call me and say they want to get in the business, I said, why would you want to get into real estate? It's the worst job in the world. And they always laugh and say, well, you've done pretty well. I said, I quit. I quit real estate in 2014. It's a nightmare. That's why I'm going on stages telling people to get out of real estate. Now I say yes. that with kind of a smile on my face because I train people. I do train agents how to sell real estate and all that. But the goal is that long term they're building a business and they can exit it at some point. And there's a end game in mind. Yes. So. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. So where I was going. So um if you go out to growwithers.com, I actually give you a free business plan and it takes step by step exactly what I did to exit the day-to-day grind of selling real estate. So it's growwithers.com. There's a PDF, there's all sorts of downloads I give away for free, but one of them is our is Jeff's business plan. And part of it was in 2011, I decided to launch the team and start generating leads from my own personal database and from the internet. Taught. I started teaching agents how to work those leads, hold them accountable to working the leads, help them define their lifestyle, help coach them, motivate them, and then retain them as agents within my organization. And then that grew exponentially. We went from 70 sales in 11 to 240 sides in 12, 2012. And then we just kept going by about 25%. And then like you mentioned, we were the number one team in the world at Berkshire in 2018 with 730 sides. Um, and then last year, we ended up being about in the high fives, 550 with over 100 million in volume. But the thing that gets exciting when you start talking about having fun is all the other things you can do if you want to. So in 2016, I launched an insurance company and a title company. And um, in 2017, I launched an investment company. I buy 100 houses a year in Omaha. So we keep about a third as rentals and sell off two thirds as flips and wholesales, where you sell at retail. Um, I started a digital marketing company, I actually partnered with someone who had founded a digital marketing company that does everything from literally social media engagement to pictures, vlogs. Uh, we do Matterport video. We do 3D renders. We, do, we create renderings of houses that have never been built yet that people can tour in virtual reality, which is really fun. Um, I have a call center in the Philippines with 100 full-time virtual callers. And I, don't, and I just started a mortgage company this spring, but I don't go through all this in a bragging way. I just, there's so many other things if you want to do it, By doing more and more real estate and teaching other people and helping other people, you'll end up putting yourself in a position where you are the expert and it opens up doors to opportunities you never dreamed of. We literally are launching next month. I didn't know this would ever happen. I will own my own financial planning company. So our insurance company that the guy I partnered with has all of his financial planning licenses. So we're just partnering with another financial planner that's actually going to do all the work, but they're going to be underneath our financial umbrella. If you had asked Jeff Cohn, you know, out of college, at, you know, 23, when I just got my real estate license, do you think one day you'll own mortgage title, insurance, financial planning, digital marketing call center in the Philippines, an investment company, a coaching company, and a real estate brokerage? No would be the answer. No way. That's insane. But this didn't happen overnight. This start. This journey started in 2007, 13 years
0: ago. And it's doing small, simple things over long periods of time. Everyone listening, whether you're a brand new agent or You've been in the game for 20 years, but you're just not, you're not stoked about where you're at. Our industry is the best stepping stone for bigger and better things that I that I know of. One of my favorite episodes was with uh, Tarek El Musa from HGTV's Flipper Flop. And it, I mean, he didn't, he didn't start, he started out as a realtor, but he didn't think he was going to be this international TV star that flips hundreds of homes and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but one thing leads to another leads to another and our industry is perfect for that. So Jeff, I appreciate you sharing your story and I'll absolutely have your, your links in our show notes so that people can go get your roadmap and all of that. Cool. Um, any, before we get to the rapid fire questions, because I, I know we have a hard stop here pretty soon. Uh, before we get to those, any parting words or yeah. words of advice for someone absolutely. who's just getting into real estate yep. now or someone who's stuck and considering quitting? Yep. So, you know, I get on a lot of these interviews, but I have my own podcast. I'm
1: hundreds of hours a year. I do this and I like to show all the things we've built. And you just heard me rattle off all this stuff. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm partnering with people that are doing it all and teaching them to one day not do it either. It's called leverage, right? But the thing that has been so fascinating to I me, mean, I've never said this before, so buckle up. The people that are at the top, the people with money that you want to aspire to be like, that you look up to, they are no different than you. They're actually probably worse than you. They're, they're, they're just normal people. Like I used to think, oh my gosh, they must have this special pa- superpower that I must not have, or they must be, you know, have the special edge or a family member that's feeding them secret deals. Like I always assumed that people had some special angle and that's why they were successful. Most people's stories, if you go interview them and spend time with them, are just like mine. There's nothing special about my story. The only thing that stands out to me when I try to say, okay, why did I make it this far? And most people don't, is I was never satisfied, which is actually a personality disorder. I'm borderline narcissistic. At least my wife would tell you I am. (laughs) And so I'm never happy. Like I'm never like, okay, I'm good. Whereas most people would be making 350 a year working 80 hours and they wouldn't have said, how do I stop selling real estate? They would have said, how can I work less and keep making 350? I didn't want to keep making 350. I want to make 800. Then I wanted to make 1.6 and 10 million. I want 10 million a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, and right. so like the people that I, had, I know that, that play at a big level, the only reason they're different than anyone else that feels like they're not at that level right now is because they think bigger. They're not any smarter. So what I've learned is if you just 10X, and there's a great book out there, if you just 10X your vision or 100X what you think you're capable of, you'll change the way you arrive to that goal. And then by changing the way you're going to arrive to that goal, you're going to change yourself. And Jim Rohn's quote nails, and I'll end on this, your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development. Hmm. So you need to go to more conferences, read more books, listen to more podcasts than anybody else. And you'll get to a point where you know so much on the topic that you'll start your own podcast, you'll start your own show, you'll start your, you know, write your own book, because you're leading the way and you're the pioneer. And
0: that's where I'm at today. Fantastic. That's- um, I kind of don't even want to do the rapid fire. Cause that's let's the do the rapid right fire. I got to hear it. I mean, I'm interested. We've got to do it. We cannot let the listeners down. They love the rapid fire. So ahead. pick either, or you don't need to elaborate unless you want to. Um, okay. we'll blow through them. Facebook or Instagram? Both. Okay. Instagram or LinkedIn? Both. Or is this going to be both for everything, Jeff? If it's Both. Fair enough. you know I asked somebody
1: once about a decision I was supposed to make should I do a or should I do b and unless it's a marriage conversation the answer can always be both why would we not do it all so when someone says Jeff what ancillary should I own all of them what houses should I invest in all of them which agents should I recruit all of them which restaurant should I eat at which vacation should I go on all of them which
0: toys should I own that's gonna be my answer keep it going I love this I love this. I might shoot something down You've already won rapid fire. This is fantastic. <laughs> books or podcasts? Both easily. Podcasts the difference
1: or- between you and me are the books that you read
0: and the people you meet and the podcasts yes. you listen to. Love it. Podcasts or audiobooks? Both. iPhone or Android?
1: <laughs>
0: iPhone. There we go. Finally broke the damn thing. (laughs) Alexa or Google Home? It really is both. You should do what
1: you like. I have Alexa, but they're both awesome.
0: Alexa. Uh, uh Uh-oh. I know. Alexa, stop. Every time we mention Alexa, it goes off somewhere. Burgers or pizza? Oh, my gosh. Pizza. But both. (laughs) New York or L.A.? L.A. Are you a sports fan? No. <laughs>
1: Never mind, I don't either. have time for sports. They don't make me money. I'll exactly. be a fan when I own a company.
0: Right, I'll skip the sports ones. Mountains or beach? Beach. Uh, podcasting or vlogging? Podcasting. YouTube or, you should or do Facebook? Both. I agree. YouTube or Facebook
1: Live? Both. <laughs> totally. YouTube's better, but both.
0: <laughs> YouTube's the number two search engine in the world next to Google. Uh, YouTube's fantastic. Uber. Uber. Gary V. or Grant Cardone? Both. Fair. Most impactful book you've ever read in your life? It's always hard because
1: I want to say the one that I think is best for the audience. The one thing is best for the audience. Millionaire Real Estate Agent was the most impactful for my business, but it would depend on what area in my life. So if it has to do with business, I read Millionaire Real Estate Agent in 2005 before I was even licensed. And it's a download of how to build a business where you net a million dollars a year without selling real estate. And I did it. Not very many people have followed the algorithm, but I, I'm one of them.
0: Well, I wonder how many people have actually finished the book. (laughs) To be honest, the first time I was like Boy Scouts, Dustin, were you in Boy Scouts? I was an Eagle Scout. What? You know,
1: only one out of every 1000 people i think it was just boys i think i can say boys now it's boys yeah. and girl scouts but one out of every one thousand boys that started boy
0: scouts f- ended up finishing with getting their eagle scout And i also am an eagle oh, i didn't realize it was that few it, one in a that thousand. was just like crazy. normal in in my neighborhood in my in my troop no. it was like well in the world we grew up in and you were in salt lake and yeah. i was in a little club
1: in omaha you kind of had it's kind of a rite of passage you had to do it
0: Yeah, that's awesome. But there was a support system in place to make it. That's a great way to say it. Exactly. Support group. Um, Okay. So then what was, uh, let's see, I, I shut my notes down here is there an app right now and give us an app recommendation. Any kind of app doesn't have to be business that you're obsessed with on your phone that you're like, God, you got to go download this app. So if you want smart home stuff, I don't know what all is in your house. The Amazon app is awesome, but mm-hmm. that
1: goes back to just whatever someone's using lately. I've been using the Amazon app a ton. Let me pull up my screen and see what the newest, latest, greatest is. So I always keep my favorites. Garmin's been awesome. I just got the Phoenix six. Um, the app is awesome. The app application, the social engagement with that if you're not using google products you're crazy they're all free google drive google maps google everything google calendar that's what our team all ran on for free until now we're using g suite we have to pay like 12 bucks a month per user but google products has been awesome sonos if you don't have to, uh, for sound systems i know this is a work-related question but i'm going personal because i don't care about working nearly as much um sonos is awesome they just updated a bunch of their stuff at costco you can get a sonos soundbar now for like 150 bucks uh for business sisu has a really cool application boomtown has a really cool i mean everyone has them i haven't learned anything in keller williams world supposedly kelly's supposed to be pretty awesome she's like alexa but for real estate related questions so i haven't played with that yet it's out there right now for people to check it out is that how you say it is kelly they call it kelly kelly i thought it was kell but it's spelled with an e it's spelled with an e but you do say the word kelly kelly yeah. All right. I learned something I, think, today. I could be wrong. Correct me on DM if, if I'm wrong
0: on that, guys. <laughs> but Jeff, uh, yeah, man, this was fun. This was. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, we'll have to have you back for part two because I, I there's a, a big, like, I want to hear going, well, we'll do it another time, but there's such a big part of your career that I think... Um, would be awesome to highlight. So uh, we'll have you back sometime. I'll reach out for that. If,
1: if anybody, Dustin, if it's okay for me to invite, I did it, invite Please. everyone to
0: follow me on Instagram.
1: It's just at Jeff M. Uh, but we do host workshops when it's not a pandemic. It's every other month. Right now, we're hoping to host in September. The dates are on the calendar. You can join on Eventbrite. It's $1,000. Day two is all about investing in real estate. So day one is building a real estate team or or brokerage. Day two is investing in real estate, but you can learn more about that at eliterealestatesystems.com. Just click on workshop. Would love to see you in Omaha, Nebraska in September. It's not humid. So it's beautiful out in September. The leaves start to change. And the most exciting thing about September is my new $1.5 million office build out will be complete. We'll be operating out of our new office location and that's where we're gonna host the event. So we'd love to have you out as well, Dustin. It'd be fun
0: to mastermind with you. That sounds awesome, dude. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing your story and your wisdom. Um, I have a feeling this is going to be one of the the fan favorites. Uh, we had Grant Wise on the show months ago where he he really talked about breaking down the numbers. And you took that, you 10 x that. Hmm. And that was one of our most popular episodes. So uh, this may be the one. I hope there's some value for everybody. Change one thing in your life, your life will change. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. I don't know about you guys, but after the interview, I went back and listened again, just so I could go through all the, the different numbers he was crunching and the, and the calculations he makes. Please do this for yourself. Do this for yourself. Go back and listen a second time, a third time if you need to keep pausing it. But you've got to go through those calculations. Because if you know how much you're going to make with every phone call you make, or every social media post you do, or every lead you get, it's easier to make those calls. It's easier to, to make those posts. It's easier to create that content if you know that each one is worth 20 bucks or 50 bucks, but you've got to know your numbers. You've got to know your numbers. So I, I urge you, please do those calculations that Jeff laid out so well. And I mean, just do that, please, for the love of God. Do it for yourself. Do it for me. I genuinely want you guys to succeed. That's why I do this show. Sure, I can accomplish a lot of selfish things as well, business-wise, but I can't do that unless I help you. Good thing, I want to help you, but you also play a part in that. This is a two-way street here. We can only give you so much information. Now you have to actually do the things. You've got to do the shit. So please pause this, rewind, go back, take notes, do the shit, and I want to hear I want to hear from you. Implement or, or do the calculations, figure out, all those data points that Jeff laid out. And then tell me a month from now, how it's going. Has your business increased or not? Has your productivity increased or not? Tell me just 30 days later. I want to know. Wow. Great, great, great interview. One of my favorites for sure. So thank you guys so much. Um, Again, if you have not left a review, please do. We want to hit 200. We only need 11 more as of the time of recording. So it's not bad. So you listening, you right there, you in your car, you in your office, you walking the dog, just go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash review. It'll take you right to Apple podcasts. You can leave a review. Bing, bang, boom. Thank you. That'll help us out a ton. And subscribe to the free email newsletter that I'm obsessed with guys. I don't get anything for sharing this other than, um, I think I'm entered to win a Tesla, to be honest with you. So yeah. Um, but I don't get paid to tell you about the hustle. I just think it's an awesome newsletter massiveagentpodcast.com slash hustle. And who knows if enough of you do it, maybe I'll win a Tesla Model 3. So that'd be cool. So everyone who does the newsletter, when I win the Tesla, I'll reach out and we'll, uh, we'll go take a ride. I'll come pick you up for the day. We'll go to lunch in the Tesla Model 3. Uh, so yeah, they're doing a little incentive thing for, uh, you know, I think up to 30 entries is the max per person, but You're entered to win a Tesla Model 3. So please be one of my entries. And besides that, it's a freaking awesome newsletter. I think I've told you the URL like 18 times now. So why not 19? Massiveagentpodcast.com slash hustle. Do the damn thing. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Please go implement something you've learned today. Do the calculations, please. Do the calculations uh, that Jeff laid out. And uh, I promise you, your business and your life will change forever because you cannot cannot improve on what you don't know. What you track improves. What you measure expands. You've got to measure. You've got to track. You've got to know before you can improve on them. Now go do it. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Go close some loans. Go sell some homes. Take care.